Hey whores, I've got something to share. I love magic wands and I love anal toys. So I've partnered with LaWand and B-Vibe to get you the best discounts on their entire site. From now until June 30, get 20% off the entire store by using code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout. Get yourself a rumbly magic wand or even a rimming plug and get you coming, baby. That's Lawand and B-Vibe, and use code SEXHEADWITHTIM for 20% off both stores. Check the description for more details, and I'll see you at your next orgasm. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And why don't robots have any brothers? Because they all got trans sisters? (laughs) (laughs) No. I was so dumb. Uh, Ryan, I once told my... uh, my friend that i was so sad that if he ever has children i'm never gonna see him again and he was like tim we're still gonna make time to hang out and i was like no i literally will not see you because then you would be transparent and he just like left the bar and i'm like no come back (laughs) (laughs) so uh listeners if you haven't guessed by now we are gonna be talking all about what is what does it mean to be trans? What is trans? And I have no better guest to talk about the topic of being trans. This is Ryan Casada. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am so good, so excited. I am just like so happy to talk to you because like first of all, I got a crush on you. I want to let you know that now. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Super you. Super cute. You're totally my type. Skinny white boys are totally my thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just ask uh, that guy from Arrested Development. What's his name? The really skinny one. Um, <laughs> kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or Mark Zuckerberg. Hi, this baby. If you're ever listening to this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um So, Ryan, to those who don't know who the hell you are, what is it that you do? Who is Ryan Casada? Sure. Um, Well, yeah, I am a trans guy, which is why I'm here, I think. And I've been out since I was a young teenager. Um, And I've been out as, as bi since I was 12, and then I've been out as trans since I was, like, 14, early 14. Um, So it's been, you know, pretty much my whole life that I could remember that I've been out as queer. Um, And coming out that young, like I was thrown into a lot of activism work, because I had to be an activist to be able to survive high school, basically, which I I don't regret. Um, I was like the perfect person um, in terms of strength to be able to handle that. So I did. And um, Aside from, like, all of that stuff, I'm also a singer-songwriter. I think that's the label that I most identify with in my life is, like, I identify it as a singer-songwriter. And that one is... One of the unknown genders. Yeah. <laughs> that the is genders. the drive of my <laughs> life. <laughs> it is the drive of my music. It is the drive of my... Who I'm interested in. I love that. I identify as trans. I identify with he, him, and I identify as singer-songwriter. <laughs> yeah. So, 
yeah, I so that's that's me. I'm a I identify that way and I'm also an actor and yeah, I do a lot of like art stuff that I love. So but music is my my number one. Look at you, the multi-hyphenate that you are. I am so in love with one of your tracks. Uh, I think it's called Loner Boy. And it gets me all in my feelings when I'm feeling like, you know what? I'm just going to be sad for today. <laughs> I just want to be. Yeah, it's just, oh. that's a very sad, sad sad. Yeah, because it almost feels like very Lana Del Rey kind of. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to feel sad today. I'm going to listen to Ryan's Loner Boy. And I'm like, ah. oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And that's just a quick little plug for all you listeners out there. If you want to pause and then you want to go through the song right now. But uh, if you want to keep listening, we're going to be talking all about what it means to be trans. So, Ryan, first, let's start with the basics. What does it mean to be trans? What is trans? Yeah, I think that definition is different for every single individual. And I will say that, like, I only could speak for myself and my own experience that I've had so far um, and like as of right now like being trans for me is like I've I've really come to a place with my transness where it, it doesn't fit into a box anymore and it doesn't fit into like the stereotypes that cis people want me to assimilate to to make them more comfortable so <laughs> I've really learned to just like be myself and be authentic and dress the way I want to and be with who I want to and just like, you know, be free. And that was something that like took time, like in the beginning of my transition, that was like really hard to do because I wanted to really subscribe to masculinity and like, what does being a man, what is being a man? And I, I would say like, what is trans? I think like, being trans is identifying with, even if that's just to yourself and no one else in the whole world, identifying with a, a gender outside of what you were assigned at birth. And it's fine, like, you're still trans if you never come out. You're still trans if only your best friend knows and no one else knows, you know? So it's way more nuanced than just, like, the gender that you identify with does not match your genitals? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't match what, like, the doctor told your parents when you popped out. <laughs> you know? Or in your case, singer-songwriter, when you sashayed out. Yeah. <laughs> screamed and belted out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, wow, that is way more nuanced than I think it is. And it, there is, like, a beauty in that where it's like, you as a trans person can get to define your own trans identity and there's like no right or wrong way to be trans and that's so hot i love that oh my thank God. you <laughs> <laughs> now i want to get into some terminologies as well because um even though i am a sex educator i do not live the trans experience so i want to know what's the difference between because i've heard it over the course of my life, transgender, transsexual, and then transvestite. So I would say transvestite is like a super outdated term okay, no. now at this yeah. point. Some people still use it for like porn, but other than that, people aren't really using it. Um, and I would say people are saying crossdresser more now than transvestite, but still like kind of outdated, you know, like mm. as if like ge gender and ambiguity isn't a thing you know like i feel like you should be able to experiment with your gender in any which way you want i mean drag mm -hmm. queens do it all the time right mm -hmm. um so that like a, a transvestite they are like when that term was a thing more was about like dressing up as the opposite sex for sexual pleasure so it wasn't like about gender really it was more of like a kink thing i would say mm -hmm. um and i'm sure people still do that like cool whatever you know floats your boat do it <laughs> um but uh and transsexual used to be the term to define someone like me who <clears throat> uh is assigned female at birth and transitions to male whether that's socially 
um, or uh, medically, right? It doesn't matter if it's socially or medically, either way, whatever, you're born one sex, you're living as the other. So like I would say transsexual is not inclusive of gender binary or gender fluidity. So transsexual is like MTF, male to female, or FTM, female to male. And those are like really, those terms FTM and MTF were like what we used like a decade ago. And some people still really use them, but it's not as common now from what I see on YouTube and stuff. Okay, okay, cool. So MTF, FTM, uh, not as common. I do see the terms like AFAB or AMAB. Yep, that was Uh, more common now. It is more common now. So assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth. When I first saw ACAB, I was like, assigned cool at birth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All cops are bastards. Got it. Okay. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. then I identify as that ACAB. Um. And tra- transgender, I would say, is more of the umbrella term that uh, includes everything under the trans umbrella, which I would say includes non-binary and gender fluid and transsexual and all of that. And some people now find the term transsexual offensive. Um, a lot of like the newer generation of trans people coming out they'll be like don't identify like that and it's like well you know that was my identity for like 15 years so mm-hmm. like i'm gonna identify how i want <laughs> do you find that there's a difference between trans elders trans people of your generation and trans people of the new generation like is there some sort of pattern similarity what are the major differences yeah i would say well there's still like this thing happening now with where a lot of like elder trans people don't believe in non-binary and that's been like a very big discourse over the last like five years so i would think that they would they should be more open to that i know and it's like people that are like well you're not trans enough and you are taking up space and you don't fit in with us and Um, I don't personally feel that way. I feel like I think gender is a spectrum the same way sexuality is a spectrum. I like there's some people that transition and they they do all the surgeries they can. They take hormones and stuff like that hasn't been my experience. Like I haven't felt that deep, deep desire to like subscribe in that way. Like I've gotten my top surgery 10 years ago but I never like did hormones, you know, and my voice didn't change and I didn't like get um, facial hair and stuff. And there's been times where I've like desired that, but like overall, I'm just like cool with being like how I am right now. So. Okay. I love that. Like just be your own trans self and build your trans identity based on however the fuck you want to do it yeah it's about your personal comfort and it's and that was a big question when i was deciding to get top surgery i was like if society like didn't exist and i was the only one would i still have this amount of gender dysphoria where i would need top surgery and the answer was yes and then i asked myself the same question about testosterone like if all the pressures from society were gone would i still feel the need to go on tea and for me personally it was a no and i was like i'm actually i'm actually comfortable with myself it's people around me that aren't comfortable with me and like who cares fuck that Mm -hmm. you know that's like an issue not an issue me okay so (laughs) yeah figure that out for yourself how to be comfortable around me (laughs) oh my goodness i can i tell you something i've had I've had top surgery in the sense that I've had a top perform surgery on me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to put in some dad jokes here. (laughs) I love it. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you first come to realize that you were trans? How early in your life did you discover, oh, this word trans is who I am? Yeah, I realized when I was, I had, I was like on the cusp between 13 and 14 and I was at the LGBT center and I met a trans person there and it like just all made sense to me. Like when I met this person, I was like, whoa, this is a real thing. Like people change their gender and not that they change their gender, like you are your gender, right? But like, 
I didn't know that you could transition. Like, I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know, like, that you weren't stuck in the sex you were assigned at birth as. So um, when I met that person at the center, I was like, whoa, okay, like, this is me. And, and I've always been, like, very masculine, like, in how I dressed since I was a little kid. So it wasn't, like, that much changed, really, mm-hmm. um, besides my name and my pronouns, really. Okay, so what were you feeling before you discovered the trans uh, word? Like, was there some because you did drop a term dysphoria? So I I wanted to like dig into that a little more. Like, what does that mean, gender dysphoria? Yeah, I mean dysphoria happened more so when I started to hit puberty and I stopped blending in with my brothers really because before puberty everyone said like boys and like in public like people thought me and my brothers were just brothers like no one knew that i was born a girl or that i i was a girl at the time or whatever like people didn't know um so then when i started hitting puberty and and like my chest started to develop i was really really uncomfortable and i was and i felt like, to the point of, like, where a couple years into that, like, I felt suicidal, like, because I couldn't, I didn't feel female, and it, it didn't make sense to my brain that my body was developing in this way. Right, right. So, like, it was fucking you up that, like, you're getting your chest, and then you, you were, like, on your period, and it's like, but I'm a dude, what the fuck is going on with all this? Jeez. Oh, how did you even, like you know deal with that uh, like before you even had the top surgery before anything yeah well my mom put me on the birth control pill to stop my cycle from happening so that helped a lot that shit fucks you up too eh well actually it's actually really good for you so yeah they've proven it now i mean i've never been on birth control my birth control is prep um (laughs) (laughs) to keep uh daddy from impregnating me Cause that's what prep does, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, it's like that. And then I, I did struggle a lot mentally and with anxiety and I, um, I had an addiction problem for a very long time. I've, I've been sober seven and a half years now. Congrats. Woo. Thanks. But that was like part of the journey, you know? Um, and then when I got top surgery, it was a major shift in my life. Like that is definitely one of like top 10, like life changing moments for me. Aw, yay, I love that for you. And do you feel that it's still a process even up to now because we're like full-fledged adults and do you think that the tra- your own trans identity continues to evolve as you grow? 100%. Like my trans identity now is like I don't think about being trans that much anymore. Like I just am how I am. I act how I act. Like I do everything naturally unless I'm in unless I'm feel like I'm in danger. Like if I feel threatened, like I'll like butch it up a little bit more, you know? <laughs> and but like in Los Angeles, like I'm not trying to assimilate with the straight people, you know? Like who wants that? Uh, I know. Straight people, Jesus. Uh, sorry. Uh. <laughs> like feeling like the more comfortable I've gotten with myself, like the more I've been able to like unpack and like undo that assimilation thing because we we all do it for safety, right? To a certain extent, like anyone that's in an oppressed group, we do that. That's something that like oppressed people do for to for survival, right? Um but like part of like unpacking that is like figuring out underneath like who am I? And, like, what part of this isn't authentic? Like, what part of this do I need to work on? Oh, my God. I can totally relate because, like, for 21 years, I, quote, unquote, acted straight. So then I feel like, did I miss out on a big chunk of my childhood because I was portraying a certain version of Tim? And now I got to be like, which one was the authentic me? (laughs) And now I got to, like, find male approval all the time now (laughs) ew because if there is like no homophobia no transphobia no sexism we wouldn't do all of that we would we would just be we would just exist and we wouldn't filter ourselves yeah 
And like, just please leave me alone to do all of the administrative work of doing laundry and fucking ordering food without having to worry about like getting hate crimed. Yeah, exactly. Like, can I just go out to a restaurant and, you know, be able to use the public bathroom without, like, thinking yeah. I'm going to die? Like, oh, my God. That, that's another thing that, like, is a hot-button issue, like, the bathroom thing. So, like, I truly, I don't understand the big deal because people got shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what, what's the big deal with the whole bathroom thing, at least in the state of California or in the United States, whatever? Yeah, I mean, in California, it's it's fine for the most part. I mean, I've been chased out of bathrooms before, even in Los Angeles, but um, in southern states, it's, like, obviously more dangerous, or any conservative areas, it's more dangerous. The whole fucking Bible belt? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, there's been times where, like, I'm on tour, and... We stop at, like, three different rest stops before I find, like, a bathroom that's not filled with, like, scary trucker dudes, you know? <laughs> if there's a trans person who is not quite as, quote-unquote, passing, how does that work in their mind when choosing which bathroom to go to? Yeah, and I mean, I would say that's me. Like, I don't pass. Um, I probably pass, like, you know, half and half. I'd say you're very butch to me. But again, I'm speaking from a bias because I do have a crush on you, but like, you know, Thank whatever. You. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean like I I for me, like, if I'm with my mom and I'm like in like a dangerous seeming place, I'll just go with my mom. But like if my dad's there, I'll go with my dad, you know, like or if my brothers are there, I'll be with my brothers. It's more of like buddy system status, like Oh my gosh. I oh my god, I never would have thought of it that way. But like, okay, honestly, I think you're quote unquote passing. That's just like where I'm coming from. But I don't see how other people would like, you know, have an issue with just someone that needs to fucking take a piss. I know. Right? It's so stupid, honestly. Like, yeah. there's been people that are like, that have told me like, oh, you're in the wrong bathroom. And it's like, you know, like, are you mad because you had to wait online, like, for a minute and 30 seconds extra? Like, why are you mad? Why are you mad, bro? What's pissing you off? Ew. Yeah, where is their fear coming from anyway? Like, what are they so nervous about? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think with a lot of, like, people that are in... Well, people that are not oppressed, I think their fear is that if we oppressed people become not oppressed, then they'll be oppressed. But it's like, actually, no, we'll all just not be oppressed. Oh, my God. The dream. Mm -hmm. And also, I can finally use the fucking bathroom in peace. Like, uh, like giving, like giving freedom. Like, okay, give us, give us freedom doesn't take away your freedom but they think it does i think so they're like threatened <laughs> i we just t briefly talked about passing now is there such a thing as passing privilege within the trans community oh yeah 100 percent. there are people you know there's trans people that pass as cis and they're red as cis and they some of them live their lives as stealth which means they don't disclose their trans that they're trans to anyone and you don't have to disclose if you don't want to um right. to each their own but like yeah there's people that pass and have male privilege and i mean for me like do i feel like i have male privilege like maybe sometimes in some situations like i'm five feet tall and i look like i'm 18 so probably short not. king baby face privilege bruh <laughs> which is why i'm I know, I mean, which is, like, why I'm attracted to that, right? Like, you know, people my height, oh my god, we don't have to, like, do an awkward 69 whenever we get into bed together. <laughs> totally not an invitation for you to come into my bedroom, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you. No, um, but yeah, like, I have heard that term uh, dropped every now and then, where it's, like, people, trans people who are more passing have like an easier time in their life than trans people who aren't so like i just never really got to wrap my head around that it's a uh, oh 
Uh, that's, that's definitely something to think about for the listeners. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes! Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A dot com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off. And cherry on top, free shipping, oh my god. (laughs) I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and... Girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. Hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXEDWITHTIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that... Uh... Uh... The show is about to begin. Yes. And then there's also the term that I've come across, dead naming. What's that? Yeah, so um, when I came out, there that, that wasn't a term. So that's a newer term. Um, the term back then was birth name, um, like the name you're given at birth. And that's like still what I use. I don't say like, oh, my dead name, because very much now still like I still relate to my birth name in a way and I'm at peace with it. And it's a name my parents gave me with love. And, you know, Um, so I feel that. But like some people when when someone uses a trans person's old name to hurt them, then I would say like, yeah, that's dead naming someone. And that's violent. Okay, what's the violence there? The violence is, I mean, I believe that words could be violent. And I think that when you're purposefully, like on purpose, calling a trans person the wrong name or pronouns, like that's harmful, right? And that that could push someone over the edge. Mm. But what if... But what if that trans person was mean to me talking to you? Yeah, see, that's an argument that a lot of people have, like, oh, because that's an easy way to insult someone, right? Like, when you know that, and, like, that's where that's, like, you know, it's still, like, super fucked up. Right, right. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and on the forums uh, when there's discourse around Caitlyn Jenner they go back to using her birth name and yeah not cool this sounds super ignorant of me because like i don't i I never really understood the gravity of uh the violence of dead naming so like um why is it so harmful to use a trans person's birth name rather than their actual name because you're calling them uh, something that's not authentic to them and doesn't, it's not who they are. Mm. And you're not respecting their identity, you know? And, like, mm. our identities are, like, who we are, in a sense. Right. So, 
Mm, okay. So it, it's like you, you're kind of invalidating my entire existence, my whole fucking being. Oh, God. That's so stupid. <laughs> People are so annoying. Um, God, if only like... Uh, this this wasn't a thing. We didn't make it such a big deal. We let people live their lives. Uh, can I tell you something? How like I've gotten a lot of flack from like the sex education community because for me personally, I don't think gender is an actual thing. I feel like gender is a construct, but that can be a little iffy to some other people. What are your thoughts on like gender? Yeah, I think gender identity is socially constructed. I think we, the way, like, if if we didn't have to, like, subscribe to, like, male or female, like, how would we all live, you know? And maybe some people would be super masculine and some people would be super feminine, but, like, maybe there's people that, like, you know, change it up every day or just wear what they think looks cool, you know? So it's just, like... It, a part of it is, like, socially constructed, you know? And part of my dysphoria is because I feel like I need to assimilate to cis-hetero people. Mm, goodness. Same here. Whenever I'm walking down the street and then there's, like, a lady in front of me, I have to, like, fem it up to make sure that she's not threatened. I'm like, girl, you're okay. It's all right. I'm not going to hurt you. It's all good. She's like... Oh my God, thank you. Like, it's sad that I have to do that. But like, I I, I get it. I I mean, it's not the same as, you know, walking through life in a trans body. But, you know, it's just so annoying to have to like, think about this kind of stuff. Yeah, because some people suck. (laughs) basically you mean, right i think you mean, you all, mean people, all people ryan oh my god i'm just so tired having a body having to explore my gender it's all administrative work to be quite honest now there are some things i wanted to ask about how is it that you were treated pre-trans and I, I don't know if I'm using. I'm even using the correct terminology. Pre-transition, post-transition, or is your yeah, transition like before like, I came out as trans. Yeah, before I started living as Ryan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was a, a kid, so it's harder to say. Like, I don't have the. Ex- I don't have an experience of ever being an adult girl, right? I just don't have that experience. I was like literally 13 years old I was really really tiny I looked still like a, a, a little kid um so I I don't really have the experience I guess to answer that question very sure. well fine. like some people live you know decades as one gender and then decades as another and I just don't have that experience and um especially not living as an adult changes that up a lot Um, but for me, like, I was always a tomboy when I was a kid, and it wasn't, like, shocking when I came out, and that's not everyone's experience, and that's okay, but it was mine. Um, (laughs) yeah, and I... No, it was, like, surprising no one. Yeah, yeah, so it was not surprising, and, like, people, I mean, like, people that weren't cool with trans stuff were, like, not cool with it, you know, like, people in my family and stuff, but... As far as society, like, I kind of always just looked like this, so. Okay, so you had it, uh, I don't want to say you had it easy, but, like, relatively a little more smooth compared to, like, someone g- coming out in their old age. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I I mean, I think that can't really be compared because, like, I came out while I was still in high school when, like, trans wasn't a term that anyone knew, and... Like, they didn't know what bathroom to to use, and, you know, like, I was constantly in school with, like, petitions trying to, like, use the bathroom or be able to go to gym class. Oh my god, a petition to use the fucking bathroom? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so, like, it wasn't easy, um, and I had to, like, educate literally every single person around me for, like, ten years. Oh my god, uh, it was, for my high school, we never had a GSA until after I graduated, which is so ridiculous. And we're like, 
the same age. We're born in 93, and this is only coming out, like, fucking now, when we're almost in our 30s. What the hell? Where was this when we were... I know! I know, it's so different now for the young people. Like, they have a pretty good... Like, people know, like... Pro, like to ask for pronouns and stuff now like we yeah. didn't have that i didn't even know what pronoun the word pronoun was when i was like <laughs> when i came out you know um did you take high school english ryan come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i was like why are you asking me that what is a pronoun is it like a noun but a professional <laughs> yeah <laughs> no truly like for me even now it's like what are my pronouns come dump is what my pronouns are <laughs> <laughs> Literally, use any pronouns on me as long as you keep it sexy. Um, (laughs) There has been another social media term that has ripped the nation apart, uh, especially with the advent of one very prominent author by the name of J.K. Rowling. (laughs) Um, Turf. What what is that? T E R F. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the turfs have been around. I was what the first time I got attacked by a turf, I was fifteen. Are you serious? Yeah, Jesus and they like Christ. she like hacked my Facebook and like I was like fifteen years old and this grown ass woman put a picture of my head on a body of a naked man. Like basically made like child porn. Like Ew. Yeah. Their name oh. was Dirt, and they they were cra- they attacked every trans YouTuber, Ew. trans guy. Yeah. Uh, to, to those that are not aware, TERF, T-E-R-F, Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Um, so I, th- I guess that basically means uh, these quote-unquote feminists don't believe trans people are like... Worthy. Yeah, they're like threatened by it. Yeah, which does not make any sense because isn't like the whole idea of feminism like intersectional and like you know fucking respect for everyone. Yeah, regardless of however you identify. That is absolutely. Yeah, I think insane. if your feminism doesn't include trans people, it's not feminism. Hmm. Yeah, if your feminism doesn't include uh, trans people, people of color, black people, then what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Get away from us. Yeah. Uh, Get away from us. Uh, seriously. Away. Yeah. Put them all in space. Call that astro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So dumb. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wanted to, if you're okay to talk about it, the whole, like, um, the decision to get surgery. Now, I know earlier we said that your own trans identity is yours to build however you want to build it. Yet some people choose to go to surgery and, like, that's totally fine. If you don't get surgery, that's fine as well. How did you come to the decision that, like, you know what, I really need uh, to... Whether it be surgery or hormone treatment or whatever else, how did you uh, make that decision? Such a huge decision at that. Yeah, I'm. I mean, really, like surgery was life or death for me, and like I was binding for like five years, and that shit hurts too, eh? It fucking hurts. Cause that's gonna fuck up your back. Yeah, it fucked up Not my whole problem. like my shoulders, everything, like everything hurt. Mm, yeah. yeah. God. So. Oh, goodness. My my friend also decided to get a hysterectomy, which was another, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, it's so funny because he was like, I, I need to get it, but I also don't want to get it because the doctor told me I can't drink for two weeks. And I'm like, really? That's your only problem? You can't drink? <laughs> He's like, Tim, I'm a white Canadian from an Irish descent. Guinness is in my blood. And I'm like, oh, my God. You're so extra. <laughs> yeah. His only concern about getting a hysterectomy was being unable to drink. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, goodness. It's so funny how like we we don't really consider the small things that even trans people like have to take into account. Like even buying clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's you, a thing. Yeah. 
even then, my parents like hated shopping with me because I would try on like three hundred things and be like, "Nope, no, I'm good, none works." <laughs> like <laughs> j- just something as small as that. How was that experience like for you uh, as a trans person? Like. You know, when people were giving you, like, dresses and shit. But no, I want jeans. I want fucking rock band t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, I remember, like, one Christmas. It was the Christmas after I came out. And my mom, like, called all my extended family and was like, do not get Ryan anything girly. (laughs) And my grandma was still, like, very transphobic at the time. So she got me, like, the most girly set of pajamas. And I was devastated like hysterically crying devastated um and now my grandma's really supportive but like okay you know people will do that shit just to like be like you're not trans to be shitty people Mm -hmm. try to force you like this this pajama set is conversion therapy and it will change you back (laughs) we never hear about conversion therapy to be trans or to be gay yeah where's that Where's that? I I would like to see more gay and trans people. Yeah. (laughs) Don't convert us into your cis nonsense. Ugh. (laughs) I mean, they think if we just like look at them, they'll turn gay. I would love that superpower, so I can have any man I want. Looking, (laughs) looking at you, Chris Evans. (laughs) Yeah. That is not America's ass. That is my ass for me to claim. Um, (laughs) Kidding. Uh, So there's also the issue of trans representation in media. Now, you are already, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think that you are a prominent uh, icon in media. But thank you. It's my pleasure, Ryan. Um, There is, like, you know, representation that can be debatable, you know? So how do you think we as a society are doing in terms of trans representation, whether it be music, movies, or uh, TV? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for, like, trans guys, for music, we have a really long way to go. Um, Really long way to go. Like, there's no, like, trans guys that are very out, that are very popular, um and like anyone that is popular like they were like stealth and that's like a thing even with youtubers like there's trans youtubers that are super popular but they like got famous as um a cis female like with cis privilege before you know and it's like that's like a thing that's happening where like if you're out as trans like the mountain is much steeper to climb and that's like we need to open doors for for, for trans men specifically, I'll speak because there's like an invisibility thing that happens with trans guys right now. Um, oh. I think there's a lot of representation for trans women and there's a lot of representation for non-binary people. And for trans men, there's not as much right now. Oh, it's really? not equal to those to those groups. Yeah, for sure. I think so. So, uh, like, uh, is there any concrete example as to yeah back up your claim? well? Can you think of like a a trans musician that's a trans guy that's very very popular? Oh, okay, yeah, no. Now that I think about no. it, no, not much. I mean, there's only you. What about non-binary? Not even non-binary. Yeah, Demi Lovato, Sam Smith. Oh, I mean, I barely listen to them. <laughs> so Yeah, but they're, like, huge. You know, everyone knows their names. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, household names. So it's, like, mm-hmm. um, it's just different. And then there's a lot, like, even with acting, too, there's a lot of trans women on TV. Right. But not a lot of trans guys. Yeah. Right, because if you were to ask me, like, uh, trans actresses, I can think Laverne Cox. Uh, I also know about Janet Mock uh dominique jackson i believe uh from pose oh my god i never really realized that like it's more of a trans women representation than it is the trans men and non-binary why do you think that is that the media favors trans women visibility more than the other way around i don't really know Mm, gosh yeah no that is weird uh maybe it's like you're already a guy you don't need any more (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like the cis people are like, "Oh, you're still female, so let's what? just repress you more." Oh, yeah, it might or, be. 
Oh God. Or is that probably why? Like, same reason that drag queen shows are more attended to than drag king shows. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Is there such a thing? Oh, sorry. In the context of representation, is there such a thing as negative and positive representation that we're seeing? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely negative representation, like Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> and I hate to say it publicly, but like Buck Angel. Like, no offense, Buck Angel, Wait, but really? like. Buck Angel? Yeah, like, just. So, like trash is non-binary people all the time like just not really that accepting of a person problematic you know but buck angel himself is a trans porn actor right he's mm-hmm. trashing on trans people what's he doing yeah like <laughs> transphobic trans people is a thing yeah what the fuck yeah okay. i mean I it's mean... self-hate oh my god i mean Wait. think like so many people that are like in the closet gay hate on gay people which is such a tired trope. Like I know, because they don't accept themselves. Like, yeah. accept themselves and accept everybody else. Like, get over it. Read a different YA novel that's not about the closeted bully. And stop oh watching Fox. <laughs> stop watching <laughs> Fox. I don't know, go out and touch some grass or something. Or smoke some grass if that helps. Oh my god. Um, yeah, like... Uh, wait, I, I'm kind of like at a loss here because Buck Angel, what what exactly has he said? Um, I unfiled a long time ago, but like if you Google and go on Twitter, you'll find some. Oh shit, just gonna be tea. The tea is all over. Oh my god, okay, I'm definitely gonna do just a research. lot of like disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> Now that that's a negative representation, but what does positive trans representation look like, or at least what do you hope it looks like? I mean, I want to see more like stories in the media of trans people being successful and living their dreams and being happy. Like we need that as trans people. We can't just keep hearing about like tragedies. You know, twenty trans women murdered. Like we can't keep hearing this. Like. And just that, like, we need to hear all the shit that's going on. We need to hear all the bad stuff, too. But we also need to hear good stuff. We need to hear success stories and trans people falling in love and trans people doing things they love, you know? Mm -hmm. Falling in love. Have you fallen in love yourself, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, my God. Yeah? Let's talk about your dating life, my favorite topic. Yes, let's go. Let's do it. Um, What was uh, dating like uh, pre-Ryan versus post-Ryan? Yeah, well, I mean, I was, like, a kid pre-Ryan, but it was cute. Mm -hmm. I had a couple boyfriends. I had, like, two boyfriends throughout middle school, and I would just kind of, like, switch them off. (laughs) Like, unintentionally, but, like trade (laughs) you know if i knew about polyamory then i probably would have just dated both of them but right i was like okay i'm done with you now and now you (laughs) (laughs) because boys are disposable and then switch (laughs) yeah so stupid i mean i was like 11 so i mean no one cancel me (laughs) (laughs) please feel free to get canceled this show is already canceled for all yeah cancel me for being 11 years old and crazy (laughs) Cancel um, me for not knowing anything at 11. Yeah. Yeah, cancel me. Sorry for not taking your entire life into context. Yeah. <laughs> Just that one specific segment. We're going to cancel you on that now. Um, that's so funny. Uh, like, so at 11 years old, uh, you were already pretty, like, mask presenting at that time. Yeah, I was right? like a little rock and roll looking kid. Like, oh, rock I and listened roll. to Led Zeppelin all the time. And- right. Was wearing so, tie-dye shirts and stuff. Were Were you kind of like playing around with the idea of whether or not you're just gay or like? Yeah, I did think that. Like, I went through that whole thing too. Like, when I came out as bi when I was twelve, everyone was just like, "You're a lesbian," and I was like, "I'm actually not though." And there hasn't been there hasn't been a time in my life where I've only exclusively been into girls really so i've always been into guys and then sometimes i'm into like all genders and then sometimes i'm just into guys and i don't know why but like sexuality is weird and it's fluid also and Mm. um you know but like people really tried to force me 
into the box. And like people do that to buy people. They're like, pick one. Pick one. Like, why, be, stop why? being greedy. Pick one. <laughs> I want all of it. Yeah. You. And it's like, you know. Greedy, as if like those people that are blaming them for being greedy have anything anyway. Yeah. I'm just picking the... vibes, you know? Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, Honestly, Ryan, everything I'm hearing means I have a chance. So <laughs> if ever you're in Toronto, come hit me up. Oh, you're in Toronto? I am. Do you, oh. Are you going to tour? Canada. Yeah, one one day I will again. Yeah, now that everything is opening up. come. Mm-hmm. Yes. Give me a front row seat to your show. Honestly, yeah, I I'll, I'll throw a huge fucking bouquet of... <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's going to be flowers. It's going to be like a whole bunch of dildos, but why not? Um, <laughs> Ryan, it's me, your biggest fan. <laughs> a bottle of prep. A bottle of prep, and just like a whole shit ton of lube. A jock because, strap. Yeah, you're gonna need that when you're on the road, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got everyone coming after you. <laughs> um, so there's when we think of like dating as a trans person, there's also like this anxiety that comes up when it comes to like the bedroom. You know, like it's so weird how like we we fixate so much on what's in between a person's legs so was there ever a time where you had to be like um i actually don't have the parts that you're looking for is that gonna be yeah cool? i mean everyone's always known i'm trans mm-hmm. um one because of like being androgynous two like you could google my name and boom yeah like you know like i can't be stealth so um <laughs> <laughs> you're on the grid forever there's there's been many times in my life and still it even happens where i'm like are you sure you're into me because like Mm. society has taught us that like trans bodies are not acceptable you know which is weird Um, because i have fucked some really hot trans people this woman she stuck her dick inside of me and i was like oh maybe come without any hands more sorry Yeah, I mean, trans people are hot. It's hot to know who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, I So we have to, like, undo that. Yeah, but I can understand that there is this anxiety when it comes to, like, you know, uh, you're going into the bedroom and it's like, uh, how do I tell them that, you know, they, I probably don't have the parts that they're looking for? Like, do you have any advice for trans people who are going to go out into the dating scene or going to start hooking up and say, I don't know, um... Uh, I'll I'll use something from experience. I was talking to a trans dude, super butch, super masculine, muscular as fuck. It was really hot. I still hooked up with him, but he just didn't know how to disclose the fact that he did not have uh, genitals. He didn't have a penis. He didn't have genitals. What is that, Ken doll? Um, <laughs> he did not have a penis. So... um uh what would be like the right kind of dialogue to have at that time i think well i'm not really sure i just think that like we should value safety over everything because Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of times where like people find out too late and they get really mad or something or they feel like they're being deceived which is really strange yeah Yeah. Yeah. like because that's you know that's society having expectations (laughs) like Mm. Right. I mean, you know, okay, I did stereotyping. Mm-hmm. I did expect him to have a dick. Like, because I wanted to, like, you know, get railed to death that night. Uh, but, you know, I'm pretty open. Uh, it's just that some men, they wouldn't be as open to that kind of th- stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Because... Yeah, and some people aren't. And I mean, that's like sexual preference, you know? Like, right. so I think, like, I think always having a conversation before any type of, like, sex with someone else is, like, important like here's what you can expect from me these are my limits this is what i'm not cool with at all here's a safe word you know right like we should be having these conversations and normalize them and also like talk about like if you have any stds or you're hiv positive or if you're on prep or when's the last time you got tested you know like these are conversations we should have it's so hot to me like oh my god you tested negative and you practice using barrier methods oh my god just in my mouth please (laughs) no but uh i guess what i'm trying to ask is like is there some sort of onus on a trans person to disclose their genitals no i mean you don't have to if you don't want to. right yeah there is no it's up to each individual no we don't know what trans people don't owe don't owe anyone anything 
Yeah. Right. But there is, I did hear this, there's genital preference, that people do have genital preference. Is that like, you know, invalidating of the trans experience though? Some people find it to be, but like some people only want to date tall guys. Some people only want to date short girls. Some people only want to date cis. Some people won't date someone that's bald. Some people won't date someone with long hair. Some people won't date someone unless they have a six pack. You know, it's just like <laughs> whatever. It's so it's you don't know what why you're into. You know, like what, what do you know? Like right, yeah. Why do we have certain kinks? Why do we have, you know, like we don't know why we're into what we're into. We just are. Why, and it's like, why, how do, why do we, we don't get to decide these things. We don't decide what our sexuality is. We don't decide what our favorite color is, like mm. our favorite foods, like taste is taste. Taste is taste. And it's different for everyone. Yeah, right? Oh my God. <laughs> we all got flavors. We all got fucking uh, kinks and, you know, just, Embrace the rainbow, baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ryan, uh, we're just about to wrap up here. And I hate wrapping up anything. Um, <laughs> uh, just a couple more questions I got for you. Um, most importantly, I do want to ask, how can we as a society be better allies to the trans community? Learn the trans experience more from trans people and not just from one trans person, but from a lot of different trans people, like really listen and, you know, be quiet and just listen sometimes. Mm. Cause trans people are not a monolith. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we're not forced, like we don't have to educate and we don't have to be activists and not every trans person has to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't owe anyone anything. Yeah. Go use the power of Google. Read a forum or something. There's so much on Google. Yeah, shit. You type in like Trans 101 or like some sort of free college credit or something. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so hot. Knowledge and information. Oh, Get educated. Oh, it's so, <laughs> so hard, hard for, for education. education. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you have any like parting words of wisdom for our listeners about this huge trans 101 conversation yeah i think feel free to experiment don't try to force yourself into a box and just be yourself stay true stay you yes oh couldn't have said it better myself uh can you please ryan make like a butt and plug away anything that you want the listeners sure. to sure um i just released an album on in october called magic miracle mile it's very sad but i hope you listen to it <laughs> so it's very so, depressing if I you need know. an emo cry it's there for you i mean this is uh playing during pride this episode is going to be released during pride oh, so cool. we're going to be embracing our sad boy summer um awesome <laughs> uh do you have any like workshops or anything that you want people to see on the internet sure i mean my youtube has tons of content from music to like vlogs and educational stuff so youtube.com slash ryan casada and you can find me all over social media but i'm not on snapchat but everything no. else i'm there <laughs> uh, what are your social media handles my instagram is at ryan casada and my twitter is like just search my name because my handle someone stole my name on twitter so oh lame that's transphobic i made one tweet like 20 years ago oh god I can't get the thing. Yeah. Stealing your name, that's transphobia. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your knowledge. Thank you so much for being hot and sexy. Thank um, you. <laughs> and uh, to all the listeners that have made it this far into this chaotic ass episode, uh, thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps the show. And I've got a Patreon. Like, there's a bunch of bonus content on oh, there. Yeah. Right? So support queer content, support sex education, and just fucking support us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's it for now. And happy Pride. And to all of you out there, 
So everyone that's made it this far, thank you, bid you adieu, good night, and I will see you at the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah! Thank you.